Welcome back to another episode of Unyielded, Thriving No Matter What. I'm your host, Bobby Kaler. On this podcast, we explore all things related to thriving and flourishing in life. There are three fundamental truths that inform not just my podcast, but my coaching as well. And they are, number one, the future can be changed. You are not stuck and you are not trapped by your predictable future. Wherever you are right now, it's just your present state. It does not determine where you can go in life. Fundamental truth number two, you can change your future. This might be the best news of all. You don't need to be rescued by someone else. You can do that for yourself. In other words, you can be your own hero. And fundamental truth number three, you do not have to wait. Too many people think that they have to have the perfect plan or all the knowledge or all the skills before they can get started. Nothing is further from the truth. I've coached a lot of people in my career. And trust me when I say that you can learn whatever it is that you need to learn along the way. The key is to start. If you've listened to the podcast before, you'll probably know that we find stories and experts who shed light on these different areas so that we can all flourish and thrive. Let's dive in to today's episode. As 2021 is coming to a close, I wanted to go back through all of this year's episodes and pull together some of the key insights from the year. First, I want to say a huge thank you to all of the folks who generously shared their time and their wisdom with us. As I sorted through the takeaways, I was blown away by the value I found there. Second, I want to thank all of you who have tuned in, subscribed, or left us a kind review. I hope that you're getting insight, ideas, and inspiration that is helping you live a fuller, thriving life. That's why I started the podcast in the first place. And third, oh my goodness, (laughs) I need to turn this activity into a more frequent activity. I have nearly 20 pages of takeaways that I wanted to talk about. Now, not to worry, I'm not going to talk about all of them here in this one episode. I'm going to break them up into themes and we'll have more throughout the year. By the way, on that note, if there are themes or ideas that you'd like to see us explore more, please drop me a note at bobby at unyielded.net. For this theme show, I'm going sh- to go with the theme of readying our ship for the next voyage. This idea came to me when I was talking to my dad recently. He was in the Navy during the Korean War, and he was telling me about how when they'd be traveling between San Diego and Japan and back and forth, how when they got to port, the ship went through a process of cleanup from the trip that they had just completed, and then a process for readiness for the next voyage. I thought about how this applies to our lives as well. At this time of year, I think it's a good time to clean up the ship after the year, and maybe even more importantly, ready it for the coming year our next voyage, 2022. With that framing, here are some of the most important insights and ideas that I pulled from this year's uh, past episodes. Now, most of these are a combination from a, a number of folks, including me. In some cases, I might directly quote someone, but otherwise, it's a synthesis of ideas. 
I've come up with four main checkpoints for this theme. Checkpoint number one, the equivalent of a port in our life is margin. I cannot emphasize this enough. Margin is the oxygen of change and growth. A number of guests talked about the value of margin and how change and growth simply cannot happen without it. Plus, something that I've encountered for myself years ago and when I was recovering from, from being sick, and something that a number of guests talked about this year, is that our bodies and our minds are always trying to give us messages. But do we take the time to listen to the message? Often we don't. My take on these conversations and my personal belief is that there is wisdom to be found in the stillness and the quiet of our lives if we pause to hear it and to listen to the wisdom it's trying to share. And therein lies the problem. Many of our guests talked about being so caught up in the busyness of life that they didn't tune in or listen. In coaching, we often say that in the quiet comes the answer. We have to have margin for our next set of answers to emerge. The answers are not found by multitasking. The answers are not found by running from one thing to the next. The answers are not found when we're so busy putting out fires. And the answers are not found in noise. I know this to be true because I've lived it. I know when I'm running around just trying to keep up with everything, trying to keep up with that treadmill that's leading nowhere, no new answers are coming to me because they can't. I'm focused on the treadmill. So we have to get ourselves out of that noise, out of that trap, even for only a few minutes a day. We have to do that. We have to tap into that stillness. I went out cross-country skiing today, and although I, I often see skiers out there with earbuds in, I absolutely refuse to mar my time in nature that way. That is my opportunity to let my mind quiet while being engaged and energized at the same time. I love getting into the rhythm of the scheme and just hearing my skis gently crunch on the snow. And sometimes, sometimes when it is snowing, it is so quiet that if I pause my scheme, I can literally hear the snow fall. That's magical. When I give myself that gift, that's that space to simply exist, I come back more energized and creative than ever. Here are some tips that stood out to me relative to this. Kathy Robinson in episode number 66 spoke about how the antidote to exhaustion is not necessarily rest. The antidote to exhaustion is wholeheartedness. I think a lot of times when we think that we are, are burnt or burnt out or exhausted or whatever, that we only need rest and maybe binge watch some stuff on Netflix or whatever. And, and to be completely honest, I think there are times when we do need that, but maybe that's not the whole solution. Maybe what we also need is to bring wholeheartedness to our life, whatever that looks like for, for, for you. Alison Napier, in episode number 49, spoke about how when she was trying to find answers for herself about her path forward, that she gave herself the grace and the margin and the permission 
to sit in that space and not force anything. You know, and, and I think that that goes to sitting in that stillness and letting the answer emerge. Again, that only happens when we stop running. And then Andrea Clausen in episode 52 said that your daily practices are your medicine. And that really struck me because I thought with that in mind, are our daily practices feeding us? Are they nourishing us? Or are they depleting us? A final note on this is something that Doug Scott said in episode number 32. He said, it is hard to hear your calling if you don't have the margin or the time to hear it. Many of us live at the red line. And trust me, I get that. I have lived at the red line. For, 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 for more than a decade, I lived at the red line until I made some changes. And when we do that, we, we, we run the risk of being swept along in the same path that we've always been on. And it's something that we need to bring our awareness to. Is this a real path for me? I mean, is this a path that I really want to be on? Is this a path that's leading me to where I really want to go? Or has it simply become my treadmill? Checkpoint number two, pack a life raft. Sometimes storms come up or the sea gets rough. One of my favorite takeaways of the entire year was from Zach Mercurio in episode number 65, when he said, the ultimate security is developing self-worth. That seems like a good life raft to me. To me, this seems like where our greatest source of confidence and courage and resilience can come from, ourselves, right? When we can move forward with those three things, confidence, courage, courage, and resilience, we have the feeling of security even when things may be uncertain. And to me, when my self-worth is strong and healthy, those are the three attributes that I seem to embody. And that's when the future seems the brightest and when, when uncertainty and challenge seem quite manageable. With that in mind, here are some of my takeaways from the conversation that I had with Dr. Adia Gooden in episode number 47, and she is an expert in developing self-worth. One of the takeaways was take off the backpack that we sometimes carry with us over things that we've done in the past. Set the backpack down and unpack it and really look at it with fresh and compassionate eyes. Is it, is it time to let it go? especially the harsh judgment that we carry with it. I mean, sometimes we carry around judgments about things that we did, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago, sometimes even when we were kids, right? It's time to take that out of the backpack. If your best friend were carrying around that backpack and he or she shared it with you, what compassion would you bring to that conversation? To me, it seems like something that really breaks down self-worth is when we judge ourselves so harshly. Number two, another takeaway was related to the first one, but when we can learn to carry the wisdom with us into the future and not the pain and the burden, but the wisdom of what we've learned, the choices and the experiences that we've had, that we had when we were younger might not be the choices it would make today, but they gave us our current wisdom. And then finally, she shared four practices for developing unconditional self-worth. They are, number one, number one, 
forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for the choices that you made when we're, when you were younger. And, but, but, and, and just keep in mind that those choices gave you your current wisdom. I was just reading about this somewhere and I, and I can't remember where, but the author said that forgiving ourselves is often the hardest type of forgiveness. We generally find it easier to forgive others than to forgive ourselves. The next practice, self-acceptance. And what she said here is that it's okay to know that we want to develop in certain areas, but we don't have to make that a condition of loving ourselves. We're still okay where we are. Number three, be there for yourself. She said that we often abandon ourselves when times get tough. And ironically, that's when we really need to be there for ourselves even more. And finally, the fourth practice was to connect to supportive people. Checkpoint number three, be wary of stowaways. In this case, our inner critic is one of the most lethal stowaways that that we could possibly have. I mean, the inner critic can totally derail our journey and we all have one. So it comes down to how do we manage it? So this came up in a number of conversations this year. Many guests talked about the, the power of the stories that we tell ourselves. Do we think that we are capable of affecting change? Do we believe that we can create the future and the life that we want? Do we believe that we are stuck in our current circumstance or our predictable future? Because here's the thing, whatever we believe, we tend to get. If we don't think that we can make meaningful change, then we probably won't put the right effort in. And now we've just fulfilled our own prophecy. Here are my two favorite insights on this, or I should say two of my favorites. Josh Friedman in episode number 68 talked about how we we all have narratives, which are really kind of like fairy tales, but we believe the narratives as though they are truth. The problem is when we don't measure up to the narrative. Then we become wrapped in self-doubt. And we feel, you know, when we feel the self-doubt, we think, what is wrong with me that I have this doubt? And the answer is absolutely nothing. It just simply means you are human. Anthony Trucks in episode 55 said that we fight for what we believe we deserve, whether that is the good or the bad, which to me really gets to the question of what do we think we deserve? What do we believe that we deserve? I think it's a great thing to tune into and pay attention to what we tell ourselves. Here's what we have to know about our inner critic. Number one, it is always talking to us. Always. Number two, it's actually like a misguided friend. Most of these, the inner critic voices started when we were young. It was was a tool for survival. And we've simply outgrown it. So we just have to tune into it and, and say to it when we hear it, I hear you, thank you, and I'm moving on. So for example, um, we all have an inner judge and, and I've named mine Jethro, uh, Jethro because I can't take someone seriously with that name. <laughs> so when I, when I hear that voice start in my head, I'm like, thank you, Jethro. I've got it. 
Um, and my, another saboteur that I have an inner one is, is a heightened state of vigilance. And that completely comes from my childhood. And it's absolutely understandable why I would have it. And I've made, named that saboteur uh, Virgil. Because again, I just can't take it very seriously. So when I hear that voice come up in my come up in my head, I say, "Thanks, Virgil. Appreciate it." And I've got this. And I know that sounds remarkably simple and maybe even kind of stupid, but this has been proven by neuroscience. I'm actually super excited about that. I'll have a rise and thrive on it later. But if you're if you're interested in that and that research, please ping me, and I'm happy to share that with you in the meantime. Okay, but for now, finally, checkpoint number four, choose a true course. How would we be living if we were living authentically, purposefully, and intentionally? We don't want to just drift at sea. What's our, what's our course? This is our life that we're talking about. What do we want? What is the legacy that you wish to create that will live beyond you? Now, these can feel like big questions for sure. And and by the way, I'm starting the new year off with Rise and Thrives to, to kind of help with some of these. But for now, I love the advice that a number of guests gave around, if you don't know these things yet, that's okay. Follow your interests and develop those and your passions may unfold. Sometimes we put such pressure on ourselves to follow our passions and our purpose, and that's great when we know what those things are. But sometimes we just need to take a couple of steps back and say, what interests us? What gives me life? What gives me energy? What intrigues me? So here are a few quotes and ideas that leapt off the page at me relative to this. Mark Moskowitz in episode number 70 spoke of lifting the veil of who Mark really is. I don't know if there is a more powerful thing than we can do other than to just be ourselves. It reminds me of something that I heard Roger Anthony uh, say back in December of 2002 when I heard him speak at a conference. Now, to set the proper stage, Roger was uh, wearing a very nice, tailored, expensive suit with an absolutely stunning tie. He had a beautiful English accent, and he spoke very eloquently, and he was uh, holding everyone's attention. I mean, we were all riveted. Then, a little more than halfway through his speech, he said, you know, it's really quite warm up here under the lights. Would you mind if I shed my jacket? When he did, he was wearing a ragged, torn, and badly stained shirt. None of us could tell it when he had his suit jacket on. And there was a collective gasp from the audience when we saw saw the shirt that he was wearing because it didn't match the rest of the outfit. Then Anthony turned to the audience and he said, even though none of you knew what, what I was hiding, you know, his shirt, there was one person in the room who knew it, me. And how can I show up for, and how can I show up authentically with you and for you if I'm hiding something from you. He, wanted, he went on to captivate us all and connect with all 400 of us in the room in such a powerful way that I still remember the feeling some 19 years later. He then encouraged us all to take off the jackets of falseness and be the gift that we already are. When we do that for ourselves, 
we are really giving that gift to others because they can do the same thing. We don't have to hide. We don't have to pretend. We can just be. Which gets to what I call the hidden gift of being authentic. It gives others the permission and the courage to be true to themselves. For those of you who are longing to create more purpose and meaning uh, meaning in your life in the coming year, I encourage you to go back and listen to the interviews with Greg Vanerick, which was episode 42, Doug Scott, episode 32, Zach Mercurio, episode 65, and then the one with Joe Calavito and Dan Wilkins, which is episode 57. But in lieu of that, here are some key insights from those. So in episode 57, Joe described a process for looking um, at the trials and and triumphs of your life and then standing at, at that crossroads and asking yourself four questions. What do I do best? What makes my heart jump? What greatly disturbs me? And how do I make a lasting impact? There were two key points from Greg's interview, episode 42. Instead of worrying about the vision, you know, the vision in quotation marks, think of it as having a direction that feels true to you and then pursue that with intention, awareness, and authentic integrity. And the second thing he talked about that really stood out to me, and and the whole thing was filled with great insights, but he talked about how comparison is the thief of joy. And we get caught up in comparing ourselves to others, our journeys to others, you know, what we're doing to others. And and that takes away our joy. It also takes away our motivation. So what he said is instead, instead of comparing ourselves to others, focus on our contribution. How can I contribute and how can I add value? And then in Doug Scott's interview, episode 32, there were three, there were tons of insights, but three that stood out to me relative to this. Number one, when you seek to live your true story, you inspire others. Living your story gives life not just to you, but to those around you. It's not selfish to do what you want. A key insight number two from Doug's episode, pay attention to the small external affirmations that come our way from those that we have served and affected. It helps us through those moments of doubt and and those, and it can uh, encourage us forward. And number three, and this is a powerful one, you are making decisions every day about where you are going, whether or not you are making those decisions intentionally. That last point from Doug leads rather beautifully to my three fundamental truths. Number one, the future can be changed. Fundamental truth number two, you can change your future. And fundamental truth number three, you don't have to wait. Whatever you need to learn, you can learn along your journey. And now is the perfect time to act. In fact, it is the only time to act in the here and the now. I hope that this episode gave you some inspiration, some ideas, and motivation to make 2022 the year of you, the best year possible. If it did, please do me a favor and write down one thing that you can do right now that will help you set sail. 
If you would do me a favor with that, there's uh, if you follow the link, which is just go to bobbykaylor.com slash 2022 voyage, and then that will take you to a LinkedIn post where you can share your action. And I, 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 I hope that you'll do that because I want to hear what some of these actions are, as well as it's a way of encouraging others to start and, and continue on their journey. And I think that's important that people know they're not alone. We're all in this together. And it's a way that I can support you and you can support others on their journey. If you know of someone who, who would benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. And as always, I am so grateful to you for tuning in and for listening and for sharing. And let's make sure that we thrive in 2022, no matter what.